What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Yala, your thrice weekly podcast where we talk about the hottest news with a touch of what, Terence? Good old humor. Good old humor, man. Yeah. We are recording on Friday. What is the date? It is Friday the 13th. Unlucky Friday, Friday the 13th. 13th. Yeah. Any, any weird shit happened to you today or not? I'm exhausted. Uh, yeah. I'm also fucking <laughs> tired. <laughs> I'm exhausted. I know we've not we've not done a podcast much uh, other than the start of the week. But yeah. wow, this week has been tiring, man. Yeah. yeah. Because because uh if you were listening to a previous podcast, we were at Tech Week Singapore mm. with mm. the first ever booth for folklore. Yeah. Uh we had a speaking slot. Um, three of us uh, were there, Terrence, myself, and Tristan. Mm. Spoke mm. to a lot of people, which was yeah. great. And even people who recognized us from our podcast. Like, yeah, yeah. And came to say hi. A few yeah. of them asked me, oh, so you you got a day job now? I'm like, <laughs> uh, no, 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 we're still doing it. It's just we have a booth at a tech event. This is a real question. You <laughs> it is, it is. Oh, yeah, not, yeah. You're not just embellishing it. No, 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 no. Not no, Hassan no. Minaj. No, no, hot, not Hassan no. Minaj. Yeah, someone yeah. Saw, me, saw me once and then he waved and I was like, okay, I figured uh, this guy maybe recognizes... Uh-huh. Um, and then after that, oh, you you have you have a day job here or something? Oh, I was like, oh, oh no no, I'm still doing content. <laughs> I'm still doing content. It's just now in addition to content creator, we are a tech startup. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah, tech yeah, startup. Yeah. But yeah, we were there from like nine eight a.m. to six five plus p.m. each day mm. at a uh, expo. Yeah, and a lot of prep before and after. Yeah, very but fruitful, very fruitful. Yeah, time. yeah. super interesting. Met yeah. a lot of interesting people. Yeah, uh, and yeah, just the the buzz of an event. Like. Yeah. But not only that, like, I mean, there's also so many things going on in the international like space, right? Mm. Like news and, and really, really shitty news about uh, conflicts going on around the world. Mm. Uh, that, yeah, I've just been wrapping my head around and, and at times, even when I'm exhausted, like after work and at home and all that, I just can't stop reading or watching show the videos about, about everything that's going on. Uh. Mm. And how about you? Okay. Yeah. No, eh, no lah. Eh, 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 eh. Don't make it seem like I don't care also, man. I mean, yeah, this past week, I think everybody is aware of the horrors that are going on in the Middle East. Yeah. But yeah, just wrapping your head around it also, it just, wow, it's, it, it, just, it just takes a lot out of you. Like. Yeah. Right. And uh, I, I think it, it's worth discussing, like, we're not even jumping to that whole mm, thing as mm, a topic yet because... Mm. I think literally, like, every day now, there's, like, a new piece of news about it. Yeah. So, we kind of just sort of, like, okay, let's let, let let it cool down a little bit. I mean, whatever in whatever way it can, and sort of be able to take a bit more, less emotive approach to looking at it or so. Right? Yeah. Although, yeah. it will probably be very emotional the next few days or so. Yeah. yeah. And, I mean, we will at some point. Um, We might, uh, depending on how things goes. Mm. But, uh, yeah, I mean, the first topic is in some way kind of related to to racial and religious tolerance. Yeah. But before that, Terrence, what, is, what do you normally say, man? Uh, if you're not already, if you're not already done so, please mm. follow, subscribe, uh, you know, whatever, just uh, follow the, the, hit the button to really just keep track of what we're doing on uh, this podcast, on social media mm. and make sure you're up to date with any new episodes of this podcast that we put out there. Yeah. And if you want to work with us, uh, be it like a brand, an individual, a partner, intern, whatever, you can always reach out to us at contact at ministryoffunny.com. Yeah. Uh and or just message us and at any of on on any of our social platforms. Yeah. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Cool, 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 cool. All right, okay. jumping right into it, man. From from one uh I mean a nice way to end the week to talk about a survey that 
you know, shine some light, positive light on stuff in Singapore. Lah. Yeah, surveys. It feels like the past few episodes we've been doing a lot of surveys. Our own surveys, survey. Yeah. Talking about other surveys. Yeah. And now another survey. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. But this time, this survey, it, it's more the analysis of a survey mm. that was published on the US-based uh, think tank uh, web, uh, Pew, Pew Center Research. Yeah. It, uh, it was Pew Research Center. It was mm-hmm. published last Friday, October 6th. Mm. Um, that, that kind of analyzed a report that uh, was done in 2022 mm. uh, about um, basically like religious tolerance, racial tolerance, a whole bunch of, bunch of different uh, aspects of Southeast Asia, yeah. uh, uh, which included Singapore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. So, so I mean, uh, overall, some of the main takeaways was mm. that the study hails Singapore's remarkable religious diversity and high tolerance and acceptance. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah, and it's remarkable on a global scale. So, for yeah. example, 60% or 6 in 10 people say they have a personal connection to at least one other religion of their own, mm. while two-thirds who identify with a religion believe that many religions can be true at the same time. Mm, mm. Um, Singaporeans also don't think that their religious beliefs form a part of their national identity and uh, highly religious Singaporeans uh, are especially supportive of national diversity. Mm, mm, yes. Yeah. So, so reading this, well, did it did it tug at your heart, heart strings or any other strings of your of your body? Uh, yeah, I think for sure, lah. Given especially all the conflict that's going on in the Middle East, lah, right? Uh, just a reminder of uh, you know, not to take for granted the peace that we have, lah. And I know I sound like a national education like mm. uh, ex- like exhibition like that uh, right mm. but uh it's true uh, it's, it's really true that, that the the fact that you can live side by side you can literally see temple a temple and a mosque and a church or even other religious institutions along the same street or in mm. the same vicinity and no one disturbs each other i think uh we take take that for granted but there are a lot of places in the world where that could like are uh, literally uh it means life and death for mm. some people, uh, mm. right? And yeah. and I mean, even even not so much life and death uh, to that extreme, mm. just mm. being like a complete minority uh, in the presence of another bigger religion. Yeah. Like what I found interesting about this study is, because uh, it looked at Southeast Asia, right? So mm. Cambodia, Thailand, mm. Sri Lanka, <laughs> Malaysia, India, Indonesia. So not just Southeast Asia, Asia as well. Yeah. And Singapore was the only country where there was no like major religion. Mm. Mm. Cambodia, 96% Buddhist. Yeah. Thailand, 90% Buddhist. Sri Lanka, yeah. 71% Buddhist. Malaysia, 75% Muslim. India, 82% uh, Hindu. And Indonesia, 93% Muslim. Mm. Mm. Whereas in Singapore, if you look across the spectrum, uh, yeah, there's no one standout. In fact, the mm. biggest religion, do you know what it is? Buddhism. I always yeah. thought it was Christianity. Oh, really? Yeah. I think it's just I mean the the circle of friends and everything that 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 you're in lah. It's a bubble thing, a bubble effect, right? Actually, in my immediate circle of friends, yeah. I would say there's no major. There's Buddhist, there's Hindu, okay. uh, and it's not because I married a Catholic. Also, <laughs> I know that's what you're thinking. No, 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 no. Christianity doesn't necessarily include the Catholicism. I know, I know. Yeah, true, like, true, true. So don't lump them together, please. Eh, yeah. eh, eh, eh. No, because like I okay. So maybe it's Bali also because I think a lot of the things that happen that you see in mainstream media, mm. like religious pushback. Mm. Uh, tend to come from like uh, Christians and although it's attributed uh, attributed to Christians but yeah, not necessarily directly from 
from them, right? Yeah, not the individuals yeah, per se, yeah, yeah. but whenever there's an official statement, yeah. uh, there are a few religions that are more vocal than others. Mm, Whereas mm, like mm. Buddhism, I don't think any of the more controversial pushback from religious organizations have come from uh, the, the Buddhists. Yeah. Uh, so that's where I, I was surprised. 26% of Singapore identifies as Buddhist. Mm, mm, 18% Muslim, 17% Christian. Yeah. Actually, and, and if you dig into the numbers, mm. the interesting thing is that even those people practicing a faith in Singapore, right? Mm. Uh, they differ in how they practice or how they see their faith in relation to the rest of the country, right? Mm. Like, like I think the, the numbers are quite staggeringly different where, where the number of percent of the religious people who uh, say that their country's culture and values are compatible with their religion, mm. it is way higher across the board, across all religions, in Singapore mm. than in any other Southeast Asian country, right? Mm. So, for example, even like, um, like, like you know, uh, like Christians, you know, almost 90% of Christians say that their, their faith is compatible with the country's uh, culture and values mm. compared to, you know, 44% Cambodia, 60% Indonesia, 65% Malaysia, 73% Thailand. Mm. So, it tells you that it's not just about... Um, it's not like religion itself also isn't a monolithic thing. Like it, across different cultures, people see the role of religion in their lives quite differently as well. Mm, yeah. mm. So in Singapore, it seems I think we we I think we see that uh, religious sh- religion should be compatible, or we try to make it compatible with what we do, you know, day to day in our country and all that. Mm. Right. So so as you go through this data and these trends and all, what what what, what feelings do you get inside? Um. I think, especially the last couple of days, right? When mm. really, or at least since last weekend, uh, really watching videos about uh, what's going on in the Middle East and Israel and thinking about the history of it and all that, you really are reminded that, you know, sometimes it really boils down to a fundamental mindset difference about certain things, right? Mm. About uh, ethnicity, about religion, and how big a part of uh, of that forms your identity, right? Mm-hmm. And in Singapore, maybe because of uh, you know, a small country and because of the fact that we're still a very young country, but, you know, we've, we've uh, grown in leaps and bounds in terms of uh, influence and size and, and, and GDP, blah, 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 over the years, right? Mm. Um, we feel almost thrust into the open world to to sort of like uh, be, a, be an example of how you can how you can do it, right? I mean, how you can do this integration thing uh, better than anyone has ever done it. Mm. Uh, and and then when you see examples of, of what is going on in other parts of the world, you realize, oh, actually, shit, you know, things that we really think are like, oh, this is this is like, this is how, how humans, how people should treat each other when they live together and all that. You know, we, that, it doesn't exist like that in other parts of the world, right? So, so you're saying it's opening your eyes that... Uh or oh, maybe this, we are doing some things right. In a sense, uh, yeah, in the sense that mm. I also, that means I'm also taking for granted certain things. Like the way I, like we always laugh about it when we go to a food court, everyone chokes the seats using, putting their handphone, putting their wallet, putting their credit card down. You know, any, a lot of other countries you go to, you you do that, you won't see. Even if you put your umbrella, it'll be gone in like five minutes, uh, right? Mm. So these are things that we take for granted in Singapore that, uh, yeah, a lot of times in other countries, like, you know, it really doesn't, work like that. Lah. And mm. you, you would be labelled as very naive. Uh, but now I'm thinking, actually looking at these survey results, it kind of tells me 
uh, maybe we can rather than call ourselves a naive, call ourselves a bit more idealistic, lah. You know, mm. we, we live what we preach, or so, lah. Right. Mm. I mean, okay, yeah, again, that sounds like a very motherhood thing. Yeah, 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 but right. but I, I really am heartened, you know, quite by, by these results or so. Like, yeah. This podcast was brought to you by uh, the People's <laughs> Association. Uh, Forward Singapore. Forward Singapore, uh, the compact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You use, you've seen people put handphones to choke table. Oh, yeah. Handphones. Well, are you sure you're not Hassan Minajing it? Or not? I'm not Hassan Minajing. Handphone. 100%, 100% handphones. Credit card also. Credit card, yes. I mean, like a wallet, there's clearly a, a card case, right? Yeah. Maybe name card or... Possible, possible, but uh, but I mean the point is like it's 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 something of value, like, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, handphone also. Yeah. So so you know you know like when when I was looking at this stat, right? Uh, I won't deny uh, that some part of me hmm. still wanted to find things to shit on. I know. Yeah. 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 Hey, I'm being <laughs> self-aware. Yeah, okay? no, no, I, I, I was kind of expecting. It. I'm waiting. Yeah, go on, go on, please. Yeah, yeah. yeah let me finish, man. Mm. Uh, so so I was then I. The more like I was reading it, I was like, hey, fuck, what is wrong with me? Eh? Why mm. can't I just accept that this study actually shows Singapore to be pretty awesome? Mm. Uh, yeah. And and yeah, again, don't give me your condescending face. Okay, <laughs> I, okay for those of you listening, you I'm go just to looking, YouTube, I'm just looking you look at, at Terrence's face, he's damn condescending. He's almost like, I, I know, I know this is you. I know you always we have to take the different opinion because you just want to be different. <laughs> Uh yeah, so Terence cut it out, okay? I'm just like <laughs> looking at you smiling and saying, no, Yes, no. I agree. Yeah, yeah see yeah, the yeah. smile. I know yeah. over these eleven years you have like seven different smiles <laughs> and I know each of them. So this is a condescending smile. But basically, I was I was thinking, why, why, why because it's almost like every survey, uh, it shows a certain part of Singapore that I feel uh maybe yeah, like, it's something to be like, oh, you know, Singapore is like this, yeah, that's why. Mm. But you look at this, you're like, holy shit, man. Like that one graph, you know, like um, like uh, in addition to some of the other stats, you know, there's one stat about how um, that not not having, not feeling like you need to be part of a religion to be part of that national identity. Mm, mm. You know, if you're in a country where there's a majority race, a religion, yeah, yeah. if you're not part of it, you feel like a minority. Singapore, yeah, yeah of yeah. course, there's race, yeah, but religion, uh, uh, it it as much as sometimes I know I also uh say and feel oh Singapore needs to be more secular. Usually mm. we are pretty damn secular when you compare it to other countries. Mm. Right. And when you look mm. at this, you're like, yeah, you just have to step back and you'll be like, okay, this one is undeniably we have done something that that's right. Yeah. Right. Uh and and I think it's very easy to complain about shit in Singapore. But yeah. you just look maybe it's also in the broader context of everything that's going on outside of Singapore. Mm. You look at it, you're like, wow, like uh, uh even when I married a Catholic. Yeah. I can imagine previous generations, maybe there'll be a lot of pushback. But there was no resistance I felt aside from maybe my own beliefs. Mm, mm, yeah. Which is a luxury, man. Yeah. And and that you have the time to even think about it and talk about it and not like, yeah. you know, be running away from a, a riot or something like that. Like, yeah. Right? And not have to do anything in secret or anything. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And and I'm, I'm one of those people, right, who I have uh, in my life also dabbled with religion and mm. moved in and out of religions also, you know. Like a fitness training program. <laughs> fitness training. Like a diet plan like that, is it, Terrence? No, I mean, I, I, I do think like religion has a very big community aspect mm, to it, mm, right? Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And, you know, at certain points of your life, sometimes you need that, com- you feel like you need that community mm. and, and, and religion is a, it's a, it's one way to get into a community, right? Yeah. 
Um, so yeah, I mean, I think at certain points in my life, I did, I did feel like, okay, maybe there's something I, I want to take a look at, lah, right? Mm. Uh, got quite into it and then got out of it, and and yeah, and, and there, there's literally a survey. There are survey results here that show that, um, they show like people who were raised in a certain religion, are uh, they still in a certain religion? And then they they show you the percentage net change lah, of how many percent uh these pe- uh whether these uh people have you know left religion or taken up another religion and um the interesting statistic here is that uh atheists all these people with no religion has is is the biggest uh, positive change uh, plus nine percent mm. it means a lot of people were brought up with uh uh i mean no i think it just means that more people are coming to uh coming to realization that they have no religion uh, that mm. they, 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 they don't, don't want religion in life uh. yeah Mm. And uh, as much as that seems just seems like a uh, you know very simple statistic, uh, there even somewhere like the US and all you know like atheism like there are surveys out there that that talk about how atheism is really frowned upon in a place like the US mm-hmm. right like they're literally on the on their currency is like in God we trust and all that. Mm. Uh, so to be able to just very like have uh, almost a fifth of our population outright just tell say that they they're not religious. Even though we have so many religions on our little island, mm. um, I think that's pretty awesome. So yeah, and yeah. I mean this this survey, unlike some other surveys that we've spoken about, it was pretty damn comprehensive, lah. Uh, yeah. uh, I mean comprehensive in the sense that it surveyed uh, thirteen thousand one hundred twenty-two adults across uh, multiple countries. Um, the the website has very detailed methodology sections and questionnaires, so you, it's very transparent, lah. So you look at it, you're like, okay, la, like uh, unlike some other surveys where you can't even find the damn report, yeah. this one is yeah. there. But um, going back to, to what you said, it, it just feels like, yeah, because I think sometimes, you know, when you look at surveys or you hear things uh, about Singapore, there's one thing where you look at the results and then you think about your own lived experience. Mm, mm, right. Mm. And and I, I can imagine how some people, myself included at times, mm. uh, I felt that, oh, you know, certain religions have so much influence in Singapore. Yeah. Right. And when you look at this, you're like, huh? Is it? Is it? Are we really tolerant and all? But then, if you step back, if you take yourself out of your bubble, yeah, yeah, I think we really take a lot of things for granted, mm. like mm. a shit ton of things for granted. Yeah. Uh, and and just the 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 fact that you can be of a different belief, yeah. and maybe you might have philosophical arguments, mm. Mm. but you don't have to fear like harm or danger to yourself, like. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it really, yeah, it just it's. It feels like it's getting more and more rare, la. Correct, correct. Right. Yeah, I mean, even in a lot of uh, developed nations, yeah, that uh, the politics is skewing, you know, uh, to more nativist uh, kind of uh, rhetoric, la, Right. That means mm. far right means people saying, "Oh, if you're not born here, you're not you're not from our country, or you're not not really from our country," and all that. Yeah. Uh, I think that all really it it really uh is quite closely intertwined with 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 things about uh, religiosity, la, Right. You know. Mm. Because, uh, uh, yeah, it's it's. I think you, like I mentioned, uh, religion has a very big community aspect to it, uh, right? Mm. And so and so do all these, uh, all this rhetoric about you know this is our tribe. Are you born here and all that? Also, very community focused uh, kind of uh, rhetoric. Uh. Mm. So the fact that people here, you know, a large number of them can practice a religion or one of the religions, they can walk around and see other people practicing religions. And and at the same time, you know, just say that and and be positive about it and say that that is actually a strength of ours, 
rather than a weakness, right? I mm. think that's uh really like uh I, I'm quite like like shocked and pleasantly surprised by it. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No wonder just now you were saying the pledge in the corner of the office. Yeah, right? yeah, I was like after tears, lunch. tears in my eyes yeah. saying the pledge, all right. But but then <laughs> one thing is that this is focused on religion, mm. not race. Okay, okay. Right. Yeah. Because uh, and and not to say that I'm putting on my racial lens again. Mm, mm, mm. Um I think it's just sometimes it like uh, also don't want to say that Singapore is the perfect utopia, of right? Course, yeah. There there's a lot of things that we are working through that every country is working through. Mm. And then I was thinking, oh like um are we as racially tolerant as we are as we as we are religiously tolerant? Mm. I don't know. But it also feels like okay, like just differentiating the two uh is important. Yeah. Because the one difference is you can't see someone's religion but you can see someone's race. Correct, correct. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So so that that is is a big difference also. But I think just reading this survey, it just feels like, wow, actually yeah, you, you look at it. I, I think there are certain streets in Singapore also that have two religious uh, places of worship, right? Yeah, like yeah. next to each other or a few doors down or something yeah, like that. Which is yeah. which is pretty insane. Like. Yeah, it's pretty insane. Yeah. And and you know, we always joke about it like when you, you know, before F1 or all these big events, then mm. all the major, the, the, seven, uh, yeah, the seven yeah. religions or how many religions are represented, they come and then they pray side by side yeah, yeah. for the event and all that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It doesn't always happen in a lot of countries, like this kind of thing, you know. Yeah. They're literally, a lot, a lot of times there's like segregation between groups about what they want to do or how they want to pray and all that. Mm. But ours is really, yeah, it's, it's just part of what we do already, right? It's yeah. so ingrained, like literally F1 night race, let's pray for it and let's get all the major religions to come together and walk the track and pray, pray together, you know? Yeah. Such a, uh, yeah, interesting, yeah, such an interesting uh, mix. Sometimes, yeah, Singapore does surprise, still surprise us once in a while. And right? I mean, technically, like, uh, like, I also now can brag about being extremely religiously tolerant. Yeah. I got the badge. Really. Yeah, yeah, you have the, the statistics to back you up as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I'm saying me, me. Oh, you, oh, yeah. okay, because you live it day to day. Like, yeah, like, okay. so I'm, I'm fucking religiously tolerant. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's really like, you know, IPPT badge last time, I mean, you got gold, mm, sniper, mm, mm. now I got religiously tolerant. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. can't argue against it. They give you a sticker. Yeah, it's even if inside I might be totally thinking something, you cannot argue on paper, I am super religiously tolerant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's people like you that's making this survey possible, you know. Exactly. Right? Shaping shaping Singapore. Shaping, yeah. yeah, shaping Singapore. <laughs> shaping Singapore. Yeah. Yeah. But but I think that's quite yeah, I think the whole thing is quite interesting because yeah, I, I never uh, I mean the, I think this research also is pointing out that, yeah, you know, this religious diversity is a real strength, right? Yeah. And uh it's not something very sexy to say like, well, what's, what's attractive about living here? Or that yeah, Religious exactly. diversity, you know. But now in the, in, the, in the world that we live in, you know, being able to to say, yeah, here people are very religiously tolerant of other mm. religions and all that is a real, I think it's a real attractive thing. Uh, yeah, know? I think so too, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. so I mean, yeah, except people come to Singapore not just because of the skyscrapers and the the low, low tax, but it's also religiously uh, tolerant. Yeah. In some ways, that that is like that's what being open minded also uh, is like, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's not just like, oh yeah, you come from the liberal West, then Singapore is so so constrained and all that like, right? Yeah, 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 man. Interesting. So, so props yeah. to Singapore. Props to Singapore, man. Maybe we should yeah be gentle, be kind to ourselves once in a while, and, you know, just say hey, not bad, good job. Yeah, good job. Yeah, good job, man. Good job. Uh, but yeah, I mean, we can be very religious tolerant, uh, religiously tolerant, but uh, 
maybe we're not so tolerant about something, some other species, right? Mm. Not necessarily other religions or race, but other species. Yeah. And uh, what is this issue that we're talking about? Uh, this issue or the news that broke that a large crocodile recently sighted on a beach at Marina East Drive, which is mm. like East Coast Park, yeah. were, has been captured and will be put down for public safety. I think it has been put down. Has been, oh, put, has down. been put down already. Yeah, has been put down already. Oh man! Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. yeah it was announced by the National Parks Board lah, mm. uh, and parks. Um, yeah. And I mean, Acres has come out saying that they are disappointed that it has to be put down. Yeah. Right. Um. But yeah, I mean, it's it. Uh, I think it's one of those things that you look like, huh? Why? Why? Mm. Uh, I mean, it's a huge ass crocodile. La. It's nearly three meters long, man. Yeah. Three meters. Three yeah. meters is huge. Huge. Yeah. It is huge. And this is East Coast Beach, you know? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, Marina East Beach. Mm. Isn't that like uh, Marina East? Where's, where's Marina East? Uh, I mean, it's near East Coast Park, la, right? Like you said. Towards the tail end, la, right? Yeah. One side. yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah. I mean, there hasn't been too much news about it. There's been, I guess, understandably, a lot of chatter online. Mm. Uh, mm. Common things being like, oh, you know, if we can let the otters exist. Uh, why do we need to kill this crocodile? Why can't mm. we just relocate? Yeah. Uh, because apparently in 2021, there was a 1.5 meter crocodile uh, seen swimming in a canal near Fort Road and it was mm. relocated to Sungai Bulo Wetland Reserve. Yeah, yeah. So even for me, I was like, hey, why the hell do you have to put down this crocodile? Mm. It's three meters. Like crocodiles are such majestic creatures. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. But, put down. I mean, the one thing I have to say is, have you watched Wild Croc Territory. No. It's a reality show on Netflix. I think it was on my one show thing once. Uh. Mm. Um, it's about a croc hunter mm. in Australia. Crocodile Dundee? Eh? Uh, yeah, la, but a real, a real uh, one. La, uh. Like Whose job it is, his and his team, their job is to hunt down crocodiles and move them out of uh, yeah, dangerous areas. La, right? Areas where they could pose dangers to people. Mm. And remember, Australia is a really like it's crazy for wildlife, like, yeah. like spiders the size of your head uh, will just uh, turn up your house and all that. Like. In Singapore, we get one tiny little cockroach and everyone's like freaking out already. Mm. Over there is like snakes, snakes in the child's bedroom, you know. And that's even like part, of, that, that actually happened in the show and all that, right? Where mm. the, the mother had to remove a snake from her child's, uh, her three-year-old toddler's bed, uh, bedroom and all mm-hmm. that. So this guy, I mean, for a living, he removes these crocodiles and he's got a whole... He's got all these tools to do it. Like, literally even got a helicopter to go and scout for crocodiles and all. And what's interesting about shows is that they show you that it's not just about catching a crocodile and all. They literally have to use duct tape. They have to hold the crocodile down, use duct tape to tape up his mouth, multiple layers, cover its eyes, shield everything, strap all his feet together so it doesn't move. And then after that, after trapping it that way, they have to use like uh, construction equipment to move the crocodile like. Because it's that huge and heavy, you know. Mm. And then after that, they have to move it to whether whether it's like a, another, uh, you know, somewhere really far away or another facility or something. It's just such a huge endeavor. It's almost it's almost like moving house like, like that, mm. And and it's it's really dangerous, lah. Like people people, I mean, on the show, so there's quite a sad incident where where someone who was on the show lost his life after, but not by via being eaten by a crocodile, but in a helicopter accident, lah. You know. Oh shit. Yeah, but but that's that's the nature of that job, lah. There's a lot of it's a very physical job that has a lot of dangers, and uh, yeah, it really shows you it's it's not easy, lah. It's not he's not doing a zookeeper's job. He's literally like a 
like, I would call him like firstly he's a logistics person like how to move such a mm. big how to catch how to how to trap and then how to move such a huge but, but the reason they are moved in the show is why because, same lah because they come too close to like farms and they're eating cows and stuff like that uh, so and then the farmer calls and they have to pay a fee for these guys to come and like uh, help to get rid of the crop and they out. relocate la, they don't put down la. I think for the most part yeah they, they try to, I mean in the show they, they mm. relocate it la. they don't put it down per se mm. so it is a very big endeavor and it does I mean the expertise I don't think is is it's not like in Singapore we need a crocodile hunt, a hunter around la, right yeah so it's if it can the cost of it can will probably be very high like if we have to recruit someone like that to come to Singapore and do it for us la. yeah but I mean the like he was he was uh, captured and put down I don't I don't know whether he was put down on site Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, yeah, it was it was kind of like a still because even in that case they are relocating lah, right? Mm-hmm. This one I think the the thing that stings is like it's put down, mm. especially when you know I guess otters lah, like uh, otters you see them run around they can do whatever they want, uh, but this crocodile who's just on the beach, yeah, minding their own business, yeah, just sun tanning on the beach, then fucking captured and put down. Yeah. I mean, it's a very dirty bar on the beach also. Which people won't hang out that much, lah, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, you look at the picture, it's like, the, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. at the beach. It's, yeah. it's horrible. Lah. Yeah. Um, so, so I mean, that was what my initial thought was. But then, just going on Reddit, I found some insightful uh, comments and mm. uh, also just people saying why. There was one, lah, like, uh, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, who goes by the name Komodo drag Kodomo Dragon mm. on Reddit Singapore which was quite insightful um, and basically shared the perspective why putting down it is the the best option mm. Mm. Um, I don't know what the expertise is of this person but they wrote it in a way that, that was quite insightful basically just saying very very psychological stuff la. like mm. imagine if it's relocated first of all crocodiles yeah. apparently have very powerful homing instincts yeah yeah. Uh, there's been so many cases of crocodiles being relocated up to 400 kilometers away and swimming back. Swimming back, yeah. Right. So if there's a potential of this crocodile coming back here or being in the vicinity, yeah, it will impact the 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 behavior of people in at the beach, mm. And it might even make uh people want to start culling crocodiles. Yeah. Scaring people even more, like, right? Yeah, yeah, because whenever there's fear, you know, there's a there's a knee jerk thing, like, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and that becomes undesirable. Um, and even to relocate to Sungai Bulo, because the nature of crocodiles also there's always like like uh the fact that it's a very strong homing instinct means that they're very territorial. Like. Mm, so mm, you just mm. move like a big ass crocodile like this to Sungai Bulo, it might upset the balance there. Yeah, and even in the articles, it was it was quoted that Sungai Bulot is it can't accept like, just a three meter cro- 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 crocodile mm. like that, like. Yeah, yeah, right. Um, and, zoo, I mean, where 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 do yeah. you find space for a three meter crocodile? Like? Yeah, three meters, yeah. like it it's it's huge. No, it's not. Mm. At first, I was like, how big is the crocodile? I was like three meters. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like, like uh, thankfully, these crocodiles are also not like severely endangered. Mm. Uh, apparently they are put on the the least concern on the um, on an international rate list since 1996 um, but yeah like, it's still sad that it has to be put down mm-hmm. so then just just certain sentiments like that and and the fact that apparently it's done in a lot of other countries as well yeah uh, yeah so that was I was like oh hmm interesting but yeah. like for you like what was your initial response to this 
I, that, I mean, that was my initial response on that. I think uh, Singapore, the logistics of it, the space to house or relocate a crocodile, and you know how it will upset the balance of uh, you know Sungai Buloh and other places. Also, your uh, first first thought already was like, okay, like, I have to be put down. Yeah, my first thought is that it's it's very hard. Like, it's a really difficult situation for the crocodile because uh, you know, like as as mentioned, like, from like watching the 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 show and everything. You kind of understand that it's, it's not it's not as simple a problem as like uh, that a zookeeper just walks in and solves that. It really becomes a logistical issue, and that's the thing that I took away from the documentary that these people, if they were not crocodile hunters, they'd be like contractors, you know, like building contractors because mm. they were their expertise is like moving large large objects and items and and making sure it's done safely and everything, like, you know? Mm. So so that's where I, when this thing came up, it, like, the first thing that came to my mind was like, wow, it's going to be a big operation to try and move it. I didn't, I did not know that the one, the, the first option they would take is, is uh, putting it down, like, right? Mm. But I can understand why it's but so But it's dark. just one side thing, though. Maybe it was just coming to Singapore, <laughs> pop out, like, hey, what's this beach? Oh, shit, this beach damn dirty, man. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm done. La. But safety, la, right? I mean, the fact that it is East Coast Park, yeah, of all places that is accessible to humans mm. that, that people can have been taking photos of it it's going to attract more attention mm. people want to go and take, take photos because and somebody is going to walk up and try and take a, a Gen Z selfie with it mm. or do a backflip you know like mm. people have been running up to rhinos and doing backflips and all that already when the yeah. when the wild boar attacked someone in Pongol it was mm. put down right I don't know was it was it caught I don't even know if it was caught there was one. Oh yeah, yeah. That, I think it was called because it went. It came out to, it came to the bus stop and everything. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, generally, yeah. like, uh, yeah, like wild boar and Yishun incident euthanized as last resort. Yeah. Um, that it caused commotion in the Yishun housing estate and it was mm. euthanized. Like there was a public uproar. Yeah. Because at first I was thinking, hey, but same thing. What both wild animals, but crocodiles, right? If you read up, basically, the this is a saltwater crocodile. Yeah. It's an estuarine crocodile. Mm. And they are the largest living reptile. No? Mm, mm, this is not just like, you know, in Singapore, you when you see certain species of sharks, it is not the great white shark. Mm. Right? You see sharks in Singapore? Yeah, yeah, got what? Like Where? the small baby ass sharks. Like if you go diving at, at Pulau Hantu and all, I've oh, heard oh, that, right? Okay, okay. But like the the like the the, the smaller sharks, lah, right? I have I mean no, I've never uh, seen sharks in Singapore waters. Lah. So you dive all around Singapore? I've dived around Singapore, yeah. <laughs> So really? I, just, yeah, I thought got yeah, yeah, yeah. some sharks, right? Oh, really? No, never. Okay, never fine, seen, fine. Seen, Bad yeah. example. Yeah. Okay, what, what, <laughs> like what is like example? sharks in Singapore? <laughs> what? No, yeah. so like basically, there is always going to be like the apex predator version of ah, okay, uh, different yeah. species, yeah, right? Yeah, 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 so sure. for this crocodile, it's not like some native, you know, like island crocodile. Yeah, yeah. It is a saltwater crocodile, yeah. which is the largest living reptile. They can grow up to six meters, mm. with some cases being recorded as up being up to seven meters. Yeah. They can weigh up to 1,500 kilos and they have the strongest bite of any living animal. Mm, mm, mm. Um, and they are known to attack humans. Yeah. So yeah. then when you look at it, you're like, oh shit. Uh, okay, this really is a danger. Mm. It's not like a like a wild boar, you know. Yeah. Where when provoked, it can retaliate. But uh, yeah, this is a not, it's dangerous. Lah. And mm. the thing is, they can also, they're also in water. Mm. And if people go to the beach, and they can swim bloody fast. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so, then sometimes by the time you see them, it's too late already. Yeah. 
Yeah, so then you look at it like, oh, shit. Um, it's just a difficult situation, a tough situation, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, some comments was also saying like, it's, send it to Crocodile Farm. Like, why, is, <laughs> why is Crocodile Farm such a familiar phrase? There was a Crocodile I think Singapore used to have a Crocodile Farm. It used to farm. have a Crocodile yeah, Farm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Farm it? yeah, we used to, we used to. Not anymore. But, yeah. you know, it's, it's just a... Unfortunately, because of the way uh, our you know we've set up the country and the infrastructure and everything, uh, we do, we cannot accommodate a lot of wildlife, uh, right? Mm. Uh, that's the reality of it. And then because of the proximity of people to nature in Singapore, if there is a, even a chance of a, that wildlife posing a danger to to hum to people, mm. uh, yeah, la, a tough decision has to be made, la, right? Yeah, I mean, obviously, we we don't want it, and and yeah, we feel feel bad about it. But it really is that kind of situation where, like, imagine kids at East Coast Park, and imagine if something happens to a crocodile, then then that's it, really, lah. Uh, the Straits Times forums will be flooded with like letters and why you never, why you never, yeah, put down never do this, never do that, that kind of thing. Yeah, but I mean, but for acres to come out and say they're very disappointed, I would have thought that okay, like uh. That means it's not universal like, in terms of all the groups that deal with like the welfare of animals and all. Yeah, yeah. It's not universal. It's not, it's not. I mean, the, even that space, even remember all the times that we've, uh, in, and I've spoken to you about dogs, uh, right? Mm. Treatment of dogs between mm -hmm. trainers, groomers, uh, welfare, animal welfare organizations, pet shops. All that. Yeah. I mean, it's nothing universal. Yeah, there's nothing universal about it. If anything, they're fighting with one, every, each other, like, right? Mm. So, I would imagine it's, it's, there's also a similar situation for other kind of animal interest groups. Because, uh. mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, like, uh, and I mean, the, the, in, the, in the report also, it said it could have strayed from its home in Sungai Bulo or perhaps Southern Johor or the Riau Archipelago. Like. Yeah. So then, I mean, does it change whether you will go to Sungai Bulo or not? No la, no 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 it doesn't it right. doesn't change anything, but uh I mean yeah la, last time I think last time when these kind of things happened you know it's it was a very very different time la, like tigers in Singapore last time you were like in the eighteen hundreds in the colonial era la, uh. when when supposedly a tiger turned up in in Singapore right uh. Uh, the rumored oh there were rumored tiger Light. tiger attacks in uh I think Ubin and things like that la. is it yeah, yeah yeah I believe the rumor someone claimed they saw a tiger. And then there was a there was a hunt for a tiger for like a month or something. But oh, so it's not in eighteen hundreds, like it's like no, no, more nineteen no, no, like hundreds. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. The colonial era. Like. Mm. Yeah. So uh now with uh, social media, you don't even need to do that like you don't need to it's not even hearsay anymore. People are taking photos of it really. Yeah. And posting it everywhere and, and oh, you know, they're probably Facebook groups are citing crocodile all that. So it's very easy to to track down really. Like. So there won't be this kind of mystery anymore. Yeah, man. Yeah. Just now when you said the rumoured sightings, I thought you were going to talk about the rumoured sighting of the lion in Singapore. Oh, you mean when Sangnila Utama? Yeah. <laughs> because tigers, it's still in the region, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's yeah. plausible. Yeah, Whereas it's lion is like, where the hell did it come from? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Correct, correct. Can you imagine if Sangnila Sang Utama had a smartphone? Yeah, he would like selfies. Wow, and Lau, a selfie yeah. lion. You can go crazy, man. Selfie Chinsy with a lion. selfies. And uh, yeah, that'd be pretty crazy. Yeah, it was sad, man. Sad situation, la, yeah. I mean, is anything going to be done to remember the crocodile? Ah, uh, so I do hope, because now we have quite a very, uh, very good natural history yeah. museum. I hope the carcass or what is you know donated to science, lah. Yeah. For something to be done with it, lah. Yeah. 
because at the end of the day, remember when I think a uh, uh, sperm whale, the or the carcass mm. of a sperm whale mm. washed up mm. at uh, in Singapore. Yeah, you know, it was it was a, a field day for all the researchers at the Natural History Museum, yeah, yeah. and it's the, his. For those who don't haven't visited before, the bones are very proudly displayed there, lah, and then in a very beautiful exhibit and everything. Yeah, lah. so at least something done to, like, uh, remember because a three meter mean crocodile crocodile means that, yo, there's there's. There really is like wildlife all around Singapore, which is sometimes easy to forget, lah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And at three meter, it's it's grown up pretty well in the wild, lah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The wildlife. most religiously tolerant wildlife in the world, also. No, right. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> religiously tolerant wildlife. Uh. Yeah, yeah. I mean, by virtue of being in Singapore, lah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, but oh well. Yeah, tough one. Rest yeah. in peace, Croc. Rest in peace, Croc. Rest in peace, Croc. But yes. Uh, what is your one short comment of all this time as well? Okay. Uh let me let me pull it up. You you got it in front of you? Uh yeah, actually. Mm. The I think the, the our last discussion about uh arcade prizes, right? Mm. You know, we talked about arcade prizes and all. Um someone just one of uh Rai Kota uh just talked about uh you know, thinking of the arcade issue because there's a lot of arcades that have opened up around uh, his or her home. And every time their three-year-old kid sees, sees the arcades, they're very drawn in by all the prize machines, all the lights, the soft toys, and epilepsy-causing levels of bright lights, right? Mm. Uh, and I can almost see her eyes widening and her thoughts being like, when I'm older, huh, I will come blow all my money here, right? Um, so it's like, it's true that is that young kids are really attracted to the arcade machines that we see these days, mm. And um, and Rai Kota also had experience recently of going to Bali and walking to old mall, where it's the old type of arcade, la, where it was like the arcade of the nineties with like no bright lights, no price machines, but all like the arcade cabinets with Street Fighter and and all these things, and it was just, uh, you know, table hockey, uh, the basketball games, arm wrestling, um. There was just a lot more satisfaction from watching the daughter play a table hockey game than than playing one of those those uh, soft toy machines, oh. mm. And uh, yeah, I just thought oh, that's that's quite true, lah. In that, you know, arcade games, all these arcades used to be uh, quite family friendly places mm. where parents could bring young children and and play games like bowling and and basketball and all these things. Mm. Uh, less so these days, lah, which is which is kind of kind of sad and, and makes me think like, okay, like, then, you know, we talked about, about it being a sunset industry. If it's not the same thing as what it used to be, uh, maybe it's really not 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 that worth having so many of them around. Like, right? mm. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Interesting. Uh. Did you uh, spend a lot of time in the arcades when you're younger with your family or anything? No, not really. No, Once yeah. in a while. Uh. Yeah. Once in a while, it's like, like if lucky, you can just play one or two games. Uh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's it. Uh. Yeah. For me, it was, it was quite a bit of uh, time spent like, yeah, playing games there. Uh. Mm. Yeah, watching, hang out with friends, you know. Like, oh, really? Yeah. Watching people play games and things like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dance, dance revolution also. Uh, a bit. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you did? Uh, a bit, uh. I didn't do it, but my friends did. Uh, yeah. So I would watch uh, and laugh. Laugh at them. But then you go home secretly and do it. Go home secretly, wish I could do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see, I see, I see. So you so I was the one that was standing at the side of the machine laughing at the people playing the game. Mm. You were probably the one standing outside laughing at everyone the, who's yeah, standing outside. Like, <laughs> <laughs> All these losers. Exactly, yeah, man. Right, yeah. Yeah, in my jock phase. Uh, yeah, in my yeah. jock phase. But uh yeah, cool. So 
my one shook thing is a is a comment on Reddit for our podcast talking about uh four four five where Parliament was debating whether perfume is a basic need or not. Yeah. Um, and it's a redditor who I don't think has posted often before. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fi Kong, Fi Chong. Yeah. F I C O N G. Uh, and they wrote one small comment on the perfume point. Uh, I guess that was more for women, mm. for whom it might be more essential, or actually essential than for men, mm. who might generally be okay with just deodorant. I know Terence and Harish didn't mean anything but by it, but this is one of the problems of projecting just based on one's own feelings and experience. Mm. Uh, I think it was, uh, I said I use deodorant, not perfume, so perfume is not essential, and MIS should have said deodorant rather than perfume. Mm. <laughs> that is true, la, that is true. I don't know, I don't know how women differentiate or, or, or females differentiate whether, yeah. uh, and even some guys who wear perfume. It's mm. just like I, I use deodorant uh, as my, my baseline, but I can imagine for women uh, using perfume. Mm. Uh, so I don't know. Even then, like, I can, I, I, I'm, not, I'm not fully privy of like why and when they use perfume. Maybe yeah. it's something I should ask my wife. Yeah, but yeah lah, that was just that was just our own lived experiences. Checking, you gotta check your checking my male deodorant privilege. <laughs> yeah, correct, correct. But I'm sure there are guys out there who also use perfume. Yes, yes, yes. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think in my younger days, I used to use a lot more lah. Oh, was it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. As but you were... bought into the marketing and all that lah, right? Mm-hmm. You think you use a perfume? I think that's you... true. There was one army Armani blue jeans. You use a perfume and you smell like. You smell like Johnny Depp, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, yeah, yeah, correct, correct, <laughs> correct. Chris Hemsworth. Yeah, correct. That's, that's the marketing. La. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah. Um, my one shock thing. Yes, I, I your one shock right thing. Into it. Uh, because we are, you know, since we've talked about it, we've spent so much time watching videos about it and all. Yeah. Uh, the truth is, I, I wasn't as well-versed, you know, into the history of the Israel-Palestine conflict and all that. Mm, mm. Uh, but I, I watched a couple of videos that I thought were really interesting. And those were like from years ago by Vox, uh, right? The media mm. company. Mm. Uh, and it's actually by, features Johnny Harris. Remember Johnny Harris? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The YouTuber who talks about Max. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I guess he was working for Vox or something before where he actually made these videos for them. Mm. And it's about the Israeli settlements in the West Bank. Like. Mm-hmm. And uh, the interesting thing is that he doesn't just talk about it, like just showing you a map. Or that. He actually traveled to all these settlements and, and really just talk about how strange the whole situation is and how the borders are, you know, it's it's really like a rojak of different uh, different people. Different it's a borders. recent video he, he made seven years oh, ago. Oh yeah, I remember. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's very long ago, and uh, but it's my first time seeing it, and uh, I think I I learned a lot from it, lah. And so, uh-huh. you know, if if you want to better understand some of uh, some of what is going on in the Middle East right now, I think these videos are a pretty good gateway, lah. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. And for you. Uh, my one shock thing was uh, last night after I was zonked from the event. Yeah, I went. I went out. Uh, I mean, I was stayed at home and just watched the movie. And I finally started my Lord of the Rings journey. Oh, finally, wow. finally, finally. Yeah. So I'm. I mean, I I'm not. I didn't watch the whole first movie in one sitting. Yeah. I think I made it to like two hours. Yeah. And and yeah, like it's a it's a it's a ride, like it's a ride. Yeah. So for those who, who don't know, Harish has never watched Lord of yeah, the Rings. Yeah, I haven't before. watched Lord of the Rings. So that's how many movies is that in total? Huh? Three lah. Just three? Three, right? Oh, and then after that's the Hobbit, right? Oh, I haven't watched the Hobbit. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, like. That's the Hobbit. So you have seen all must watch all. Uh. You The Hobbit is the precursor, is it? The prequel, uh, yeah, prequel. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're all very epic, uh. It's uh-huh. a very epic universe. Yeah. And then after that, there's the new Amazon series also. Wheels of Time, is it? No, no, no. It's uh, the Lord of the... I mean, it's... Um, oh, yeah. From the Lord of the Rings world. What is it called? Uh, 
Rings of Power. Rings yes, of yes, Power. Yes, yes. Oh, it's Wheels of Time is something else. Wheels of Time is something else. Rings, Rings of, of Power. power. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, oh. I think the prequel of even The Hobbit and all. Oh. Before The Hobbit era. Oh, I see, I see. So, yeah, I mean, it's... Yeah. And now I finally get like who Saruman is and Gan- Gandalf, Gandalf and all that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm just halfway through the first first movie, so I don't know where anything else happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but, yeah, it's a, but it's a lot of time. It's a, yeah, it's a lot, lot of time. That's why I'm treating it like a series, you know? Yeah, yeah, I don't need yeah. to watch the movie in one full sitting. Oh, but that's the best, right? Yeah, but like three movie. hours. Like, uh, <laughs> it's like, yeah, so I mean, I'll see, I'll see. Maybe over the weekend or something. Yeah, like. yeah. Uh, yeah. Welcome to Civilization. Uh, yeah, thanks, man. Thanks. <laughs> thanks. Yeah. Late, late, late to the game, late to the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, after this yeah. is what? The Godfather. I haven't watched it. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. After this, <laughs> yeah. after this, after they finish this. Man, so many. Yeah, yeah. God, the Godfather and all. Okay. Uh, yeah. Ken. Cool, man. Awesome. Okay, thanks everyone for listening. And remember, if you enjoyed it, please just hit subscribe, follow uh, wherever you're listening to this. And if you want to work with us, just email us at contact at ministryoffunny.com. Yeah, and I know we say this almost every episode, but but uh, probably for real. Uh, peace. Peace. <laughs>